Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Investorpreneur, where investors meet entrepreneur. Here we talk about investing real estate, and we have somebody who is on the show talking about how to build a portfolio and how to unlock your potential. Now, my name is Peter Leung, and I'm a global real estate investor. I own, invest, and develop properties all around the world. You may have seen me on videos or on Instagram or social media talking with serial entrepreneurs and investors. I'm also a private equity business and angel investor as well. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at I am Peter Leung. It is also on Facebook and social media where I share strategies, ideas, and inspirations as I journey to intergenerational wealth. If you've got any questions, please email us at podcast at IamPeterLeung.com. Or if you've got any real estate deals, you can send that to deals at IamPeterLeung.com. So I've got a very special guest, and he's a guy who I've learned to love because of his dynamic appeal, his sort of his, his enthusiasm about how he can make a difference for other people. Now, Fong Chua is my guest for this afternoon. He is a best-selling author, a coach, a real estate investor, and his passion has been to help the people around him unleash their potential. Now, I know Fong's got a huge amount of portfolio and acquired real estate you know, in, in Alberta, 20 over properties, a seasoned investor, and he works with people buying their property for the very first time or investment properties or vice versa, working with people with portfolios. So I welcome you, Fong, to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. It's always fun to talk to you because as, as you say, uh, energy is important and you have tons of it. So it's always, it's always fun to collaborate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you inspire me in so many different ways. Of course, you and I met because of a, uh, an event. And at that event, you were a tremendous speaker. You got the entire crowd of 2,000 people rowdied up, not because of just being rowdied up, because they were inspired about your message. So I just wanted to uh, say thank you for making the time for being here and sharing with us your expertise and your, um, your knowledge and how we can unlock our potential in building a real estate portfolio. So can we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you sort of got into real estate? Yeah, so I'm, I, I, I grew up in a family where you were taught to find a good job, work hard, and just kind of do that for the rest of your life. So that's why I did. I went to school. I did very well. I got, became an engineer in Alberta, and that's a pretty good profession in, in Alberta. Uh, got an engineering degree, got an engineering job, and thought, okay, I'm done. So then I thought, well, that's pretty easy. I'm, I'm well on my way to getting my career done. And then I was about five years in. And the 2008 downturn came in, and that's when you realize, hmm, maybe you're not, you're not going to be with the company for very long, or uh, loyalty may or may not be the only thing that's going to work for you. So uh, it's also a period of time where everybody, like one out of one out of three people, or one of yeah, one out of three people would have been laid off at the time. And that's when I actually been told this is a specific date, which would would, would be the time that I'm going to be let go. So I figured, okay, I have to start doing something different. And that's when I started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, getting into real estate, do seminars, do webinars, and all that kind of stuff. And that's how I got my very first property. Um, after I got my very first property, I realized, hmm, I'm missing something because I was very scared when I put up my first first offer. The first property was, was kind of by fluke. And then I realized, okay, I might need a coach. So then I got a coach. And from there, I expanded from one property to two, to five, to 10, uh, to over, over 30 doors now. And then after that, I, have, I asked myself, what's the next challenge? 
And then my, my coach goes, well, you should start writing books. So that's when I started writing books. I finished writing a few books and he goes, well, the next thing you should do is start speaking on stage. I'm like, okay, I'll start speaking on stage. Now what? He goes, well, you should start coaching people. I'm like, sure, why not? So I started coaching people. And that's what's been going on for the last 10 years of my life. That's fantastic to hear. I mean, you've, you've basically, you know, have, because of your coach and because of the relationship and the coaching, that's allowed you to untap or unleash your full potential, or at least part of your potential. I don't even think it's full yet. I mean, I only see glimpses of this now. So, uh, you know, when, so for those who are willing or wanting to build a real estate portfolio, especially right now, like with COVID-19, with what's going on right now, a little bit like 2008, where there's a lot of uncertainty and, a, and, and soon to be probably a lot of unemployment. A lot of people are now looking into real estate as a means to become, you know, financially more stable. How would you advise for people to start building that portfolio? I mean, a lot of people are looking, a lot of people are, but of course, all in this time, they're also afraid, right? So how are you able to help or coach, or can you share some tips as to how they can start building a portfolio? What is it, what is it going to take for them to take their first step? Well, I think the very first thing anybody should do is, read something about real estate find, find that first book about uh, the basics of real estate and then get a, at least get an understanding of the the jargon what's cash flow what is what's the property tax what's the piti like certain little things that allows you to do the monthly calculations and uh, the very basics and the fundamentals of what real estate is and how to do it uh, then for for myself i just found a realtor uh, when I connect with a few realtors and see which one I could work with. And I specifically asked for one who, who actually did investing themselves. Somebody that was within my same age group so that I can grow with them. Somebody who I can find that good rapport with who I could work with. So what we actually did was we scheduled uh, a meeting with five, six different realtors, uh, one hour at a time at a Starbucks and interviewed each one. So that we had an idea of which one we wanted to work with. And then after that, we tested two of them with putting out offers. And then we're still working with those two realtors to this day. And it's been over, over 10 years. So going out there, finding a right realtor who not only can, can actually coach you along or mentor you along in your real estate like, career, but also be, become a good friend with that person so that you can actually work together. In fact, like I, I built a power team of a mortgage broker, a realtor, a, a insurance broker, and also uh, our lawyer. We, we meet up for, for family dinners at our house every single year. And then after that, we, we hang around, we chat, we have fun because it's, it's even easier to do deals when they all know each other and they all support each other and bounce ideas off of each other. It's an it's amazing uh, way of doing things together because it's so much more fun. So we could spend hours just chatting about different deals and about different strategies. And it's just a lot more fun doing that. So then after you put, and the next thing is put out an offer. You have no idea what you can get. You have no idea what the results are going to be. And the risk of putting out an offer is actually zero because whether it gets accepted or it doesn't get accepted, well, if it doesn't get accepted, nothing happens. So no risk there. If it gets accepted, you still have 10 days or whatever your condition period is to say, no, I don't want it. So there's absolutely no risk by putting out an offer out there and just experiencing that, that whole process. And when you do a few, and if your realtor is a good realtor, well, he's going to be able to work with you and coach you along. As long as you're open and that relationship is good, 
they're there for you every step of the way. So there's really no risk. And once you get that first one uh, accepted, then you just go with the flow. <laughs> That's how I built mine. Well, you know, you bring up a very good point because oftentimes because of all the information, all the knowledge and all the jargons out there, a lot of people get, you know, they, they stop because they, real, they, they think they don't know everything. And because they don't know everything, they're very hesitant to move forward on things. And I think that's, uh, that's, a big, um, that's a big barrier to them getting involved. And what you've put out there is going, you know, there's really no risk in putting offers out there. Just do it. And after you getting, having done it a few times, then it's no longer foreign. So, Fong, so how did you, you know, how did you first buy your first couple of properties? I mean, you've shared with me before how you were able to get investors involved. And now, of course, you've built a portfolio. So it all starts from the very beginning. And a lot of people hearing this, of course, we've got UK, Canada, US, and various different parts around the world listening to you right now. So um, how, how did you get your first couple of properties under your belt? Well, like I said, the very first property was kind of, the, kind of very lucky. Uh, I, I realized there was a whole bunch of uh, condos out there being built and I, I wanted to see, okay, what are the prices? So like I said, try and test and see, see what happens. So I attended a few of those uh, open houses, a few of those, uh, those sales presentations. And very quickly, I realized if I don't buy something now, I'm not going to be able to afford anything later. Uh, I was doing the, the calculations in my head. I go, okay, if I buy this property, and I close in two months. That means I don't eat for two months to come up with the down payment. Okay, so this property is not for me. So then I found one that wouldn't take possession until two years later. And I start doing the calculations. I go, okay, if I save this much for two years, then I should be able to do that kind of thing. So that's how I actually, actually I bought my very first property. I took a half day off of work and lined up for a open house. And when I got there, they go, okay, there's only two units life left that's within your price range. I'm like, okay, here, here's my paperwork, here's my check, and just put my name down. Then I went home and just thought about it some more, and then I thought, this makes sense. And I still have that property today, and I still rent it out, and it's still making very good cash flow, because I kind of realized with, at that price, I can make money off it. So wow. again, understanding the numbers, understanding the, the rental market before you, you put your numbers into your, your money into it, and that's how I got my first property. So then the second property is when I started doing this and go, okay, I want to expand more on my portfolio. How do I do that? Because eventually you run out of, out of your own money. Yes. And what we found that was difficult was going out there and finding investors and other people to partner up with. So then in, from what I understand and how, what I believe is there's really three parties, three main parties in any real estate deal. The person who comes in with the money lending, the mortgage holder, the person who comes with the down payment, and the person who goes and manages everything and gets the renters in there and all kinds of stuff. And depending on what kind of deal you have and what kind of partners you have and what kind of requirements your partners have, then that's how I divvy up the percentage of either the equity sharing or the cash flow sharing, whatever it is. Now, my first approach would be I'll do everything and I'll find the tenants, I'll manage everything, but you come in with the money and the mortgage, then we'll do a 50-50 split. And right. at that point, we'll start kind of seeing, okay, if that's not good enough for you, then I'll up some, uh, put up some of my own cash and then we'll divvy up the percentages that way. Mm -hmm. So then having that understanding, uh, the very first person I, I connected with was my sister-in-law and the second, uh, second person I connected with was my parents. 
Right. So once you are able to get those people in, if you can't convince your family members, then it's going to be very hard for you to convince investors. <laughs> mm. So we convinced the family members. Uh, they bought in. We made money with them. We, they, we still have those properties to this day. It's still cash flowing. They still get uh, 50% of all the cash flow and all the equity built. Now I can go up to the third, fourth, fifth person and goes, yep, I got investors. I got partners. I've been able to make money for them. How, how about you? Are you interested? We could get the same kind of deal if you're, if you're interested. So that's how I kind of went from one to two to three and then keep on building from there. And right. then really, yeah. And then if you really wanted to, you could always refinance, take that property, buy another property and kind of build that way. So once you have one property, it's very easy to keep on expanding. Right. So, you know, there's, there's two sides of, of it and you've brought up a really good point that those three parties. So there's people who can actively be doing investments, right? Like the people on the ground, the boots on the ground, the guy who does the refurbishment, the, the guys who run the deal. There's the other person, which passively is like more of the investor. I can invest into a deal. I don't have to do all the work, but I can still have a portion of the equity or perhaps some stake in, in, in the development. And then you have the bank who finances it. So, out of that, do you, you know, how, how do you find, you know, active investing versus passive investing? Because you do a combination of different, of yeah. both for that, essentially. How do you find active versus passive investing? I personally love the, uh, the passive side. <laughs> when, when, it, when it doesn't require me to go out there and do all the work, great. So uh, one of the things is I have great, uh, great uh, credit. I can borrow money from the bank all the time. And by doing that, I can be a mortgage holder to a lot of projects. And I've done two, three, uh, about three deals now where all I did was qualify for the mortgage and have somebody else come in, put in the down payment, somebody else come in to manage everything. And I get 25 to 33% of whatever deal that was. And it's just really qualifying hard. So uh, I like that. Um, I do do some of the active stuff where I go in and manage everything. And that's if that property is something I absolutely want to be involved with. And if I don't go and do the work myself, then I might lose that property. That doesn't say, that doesn't mean I'm not going to find somebody else to take my place to do all that work later. But right. at least I got that under my belt. I have it in my portfolio and whatever I could do with it later, I'll, I could choose to do so. But that's, that's, you brought up a very interesting point, and we don't hear this very often, is you, you didn't come up with the money. You came up with the ability to finance the property. Yep. So yep. can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because there's a lot of people who goes, you know what, yeah, I, I love property and all this other stuff, but I don't really want to learn it or don't have the time to learn it. So there's, this is a strategy that's very interesting. So you are able to go to the bank and go, okay, I want to qualify for a mortgage, but you're not the one doing the work and you're not the one coming with the money to, to do the work. Yeah. So how, how have you been able to you know, make arrangements of that nature? I have a, a very, very good mortgage broker <laughs> and uh, we're also engineers by trade as well. So having that, that kind of income as an engineer allows us to keep on expanding our portfolio because we have great qualifying power with the banks. The banks like us because we're professional engineers. So it also allows me to think differently when it comes to how can I be a part of one project or another project? Uh, right. Recently, yeah, so one of the most re uh, interesting deals that I've done recently was I, about last year, my mortgage broker gave me a call and go, are you interested in a fourplex? I'm like, I'm always interested in a fourplex. Come to me with a fourplex, I'm, I'm listening all the time. And then it turns out that uh, the person wanted to get out, they just wanted to start uh, selling off their properties and whatnot. 
And at the time, I didn't have liquid cash to come up with the down payment. So right. I told her, you know what? I Because I'm one of the first persons you call, I want you to make sure that whoever else you call after me, if there's one person who has the cash, then let me know and I want to talk to them because I could qualify for it. So if I qualify, they have the cash and they want to manage it, let's work together. Well, that conversation actually blew it up to the point where I realized the person who's selling the property was her parents. So was like, her oh, parents? Was her parents. Okay. okay. So I'm like, even better. Well, why not have ask if your parents would do a joint venture with me where they sell the property to me, but then they come back with the down payment. And then now they get something. I gave them, I believe it was 30% of the deal. I still manage the thing, but I qualify for it. I came up with zero money of my own. And then now I have a fourplex that cash flows about uh, about fifteen hundred dollars a month, and I equity share that property with her parents at 30 percent, and also the cash flow with her parents at thirty percent. What's even amazing with that deal was it came with two tenants that's been in there for twenty years, so it was an easy easy transition because I don't have to even find new tenants for two units. I just have to find tenants for new for two more. So. It's been a great deal and I still have it. That's fantastic. So you've been able to basically, essentially with no money down, come up with a deal that's positively cash flows well over a thousand for yourself and still provide income for the original um, um, property holder. Yep. Wow, so that's, you're using these creative strategies to build up the portfolio. Is that because you've got an engineering background? Is, is, is that, I mean, typically engineers are not very creative, right? <laughs> so, so. How are you able to untap to that side? I mean, was it just the learning of it? Was it like learning strategies or whatnot? Or was it really like, hey, you know, you wanted to creatively invent these deals and, 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 and you're willing to you know, look at anything creative? Well, parts of it is because we've gone through some courses where they talk about creative finances and uh, about creative deals. But the other part of it is just trying to think, think outside of the norm, okay? Um, everybody is able to provide some value one way or another. And when you start asking questions, then you're able to find out, okay, how can I be part of this deal without letting it go? And like, for instance, that fourplex deal is just one of many. Like I have other deals where somebody came up to me and goes, they need a qualifier. Are you interested? They already have the person to find the tenants. They already have the down payment money. They need a qualifier. I'm like, sure, I'm in. But my only requirement is you want to use my name as a qualifier. I, I need 25% minimum. And I did two deals like that without, without lifting a finger. It's just, and because my mortgage broker knows all my numbers inside out, she knows I could qualify for them all day long. So uh, it's, it's an easy deal kind of thing. So just keep on asking the questions. Are you willing to do this? Are you willing to do that? What if I provided this? Would that help? And you just never know where those deals can go. And uh, just, yeah, ask the questions. Well, that's fantastic. That's, that's very, very, very cool. Um, so, you know, you, you're in Alberta and you have a portfolio there. Now, of course, with COVID-19, with what's going on with oil prices, the low Canadian dollar, what's, what's your take on the market and where do you think things are going to go? And how are you coaching the, uh, you know, how are you coaching people to unlock those potentials in, 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 in these regional markets? Are you able to, you know, build a portfolio now? Do you think it's a good time to build a portfolio now? Well, personally, right now, I'm looking at some properties where um, they have potential to decrease more in value because, because we're in Alberta, it's really, really heavy on oil. 
And when oil is high, then our real estate is high. When oil is low, then real estate is low. So as of right now, a lot of properties are decreasing in value because of our oil industry. So by keeping an eye out on those things, and then same thing, putting out offers to see what people are willing to sell for. Because lots of sellers right now are motivated. It's, it's hard to sell, sell properties because it's hard to even shoulder properties. And people are, are suffering because they either lost their jobs due to the oil industry, or due to all, all of this lockdown, whatever it is. But it's a good time to start at least looking and putting out offers out there. Um, it will pick back up because I know you can't, oil can't, can't stay low forever. And once the oil industry goes back up, well, there's gonna be so many jobs here that people are gonna start moving back into this area and they're gonna need homes. So as long as you, you put in the right factors of safety and that's the engineering side of me, you have the right factors to say safety in your calculations, then your risk is very, very low. So for instance, if you run your numbers and you go, you know what, I need a cash flow of $500 a month but I want that $500 a month on top of a $200 a month miscellaneous of I don't know what's going to happen. Well, maybe mm -hmm. right now I'm going to bump that $200 to three, $400 of I don't know what's going to happen, but still have that $500 cash flow. Now I would buy that property, right? So just kind of make sure that what is your assessment on uh, your risk level and what are you willing to, to offer and then try it out. So you're essentially reverse engineering exactly what you want in terms of your outcome. And then from there, identifying what type of properties would fit into that, uh, in, in, into those criteria. Yeah. So with that being said, are you, you know, do you, do you then see that because oil is then low, that now's the time to consider the Alberta market? Is that, is that a market that you think is, is worthwhile considering? I would say it's a, it's a good time to start looking into the Alberta market. And then also be wary of how long it's going to take for oil to come back up. Now, once oil comes back up, it still takes a lot, uh, some time in order for the work to come back in. So I would say there will be a delay of about six to eight months before we start seeing the real estate market come back up. So as of right now, it's starting to, it still hasn't hit the bottom yet, I don't believe. Uh, it's probably going to hit bottom in a month or two months from now uh, is, what I was, is what I'm looking at. And then from there on, where, when can that market pick back up? And that's kind of dependent on oil. Right. Okay. So, Paul, I mean, you've, you're tremendously successful. I'm, I'm thrilled to have this conversation with you and how creative you are in engineering your deals. Can you share with us how a coach has been really powerful for you building your real estate portfolio or as a whole, you know, having all these challenges as engineer to, I know that you're a singer, you're a performer, you're uh, a best-selling author. So how has a coach really helped you along the way specifically for your, you know, endeavors? Well, a coach is very important because it gives me that, that safety net, that, that peace of mind that, okay, somebody is there who knows what I'm trying to do, who's been there, has done that and has the guidance and the, uh, the foresight of what may or may not happen so that I'm not jumping into something completely blind. Um, when I first started my introduction here, I did talk about how I bought that first property, but it wasn't until I got that coach that I started expanding different, different areas or expanding my portfolio. And that's because I had somebody in, in my ear saying, okay, that's a good deal. Pursue it. Or 
have confidence confidence in yourself, believe in yourself, put in those offers, go find those tenants. Now, it comes from a, that positive angle because I'm surrounded by people, family members and friends that I grew up with who have zero ideas to how to buy real estate, how to make it as a business, how to invest in stuff. So every time I talk to them, them it's always like, yeah, that's not going to work or uh, it's, it's very difficult. Ooh, that's too risky. Well, if I keep on hearing that, I'm not going to do it. So having that, that coach beside me, giving me that positive affirmation gives me the confidence to keep on going. And knowing that I'm not gonna, I'm not making a big mistake by putting out that offer. The other thing that the coach has really helped me out with uh, is when I had to evict my very first tenant. I was freaked out of my mind. I don't know what's gonna happen. What if they sue me? What, should, what if they? Did, what if? What if? What if? With all that kind of stuff. And it was that coach who goes, "Calm down. It's okay. If you don't have to evict a tenant, then you're doing something wrong." <laughs> right. So. It's nice to go through that process to have somebody by your side and go, you know what? That didn't hurt. And then the next thing was uh, dealing with like a, a, a tenant that was even more controversial, that was even more problematic. Then you grow accordingly. And that coach was there every step of the way to help me through uh, either legal battles or paperwork or evictions, whatever it is. And it's just that peace of mind. Then it was my coach that gave me that foresight to go, okay, this is what else you can do. So if it wasn't the coach, I wouldn't have realized, hey, I could write a book. Oh, I could go up on stage and speak. Now oh, maybe I can go start coaching. So the coach is really there to help me out and give me that, you know, that, that inspiration. And it's the coach that actually saw the potential in me, unlocked my potential, and allowed me to go, hey, reach that potential, and here's another peak potential that you can reach. Why don't you keep on reaching it? So. So how do you, I mean, in that, that case, that's very inspirational. How do you find that coach? How do you identify you know, and quantify who is that right person to help you along? Is it just experience? Is it fact? I mean, if it's real estate, do you just look for a real estate coach? Who, who, how do you quantify who is suitable for that or vice versa? How to select a, a coach suitable for yourself? Well, it comes down to what type of personality is right for you. and what you're actually looking for. If you're looking for that drill sergeant, you're looking for that person who goes, no, nope, this is the only way to do it. You better listen to me. And if you don't listen to me, I'm gonna rip your, your, rip you apart and all that kind of stuff. If you react well to that, if that motivates you, then that, that's the type of person that you need. But you need that person who kind of guides you along slowly and, and kind of motivates you and makes sure that everything's comfy and all that kind of stuff. And that's how you're motivated to succeed then all for it, right? But mm -hmm. you, want that, you want that coach who's able to push you that extra little bit that yes, it's uncomfortable, but they can tell that if they push you a little bit more, then you will get past that hump and keep on going. Now, it's one of those things where you either go searching for, there's lots of coaches online that you can start looking at. Um, there's people like yourself that if people like the information that you're giving, and they like your attitude, they like your energy, they like your personality, it doesn't hurt to go, hey, I'm looking for a coach, do you, do you offer coaching? And then see how that works out. I did go through a couple of coaches before I found one that worked very well with me. But even, even that, I have other coaches that coaches me on the, the speaking aspect, the business aspect, the, the real estate aspect, whatever it is, you probably could find a coach in different aspects of your life that would help you grow accordingly. And so overall, would you say that a coach has a significant part to do with you, some of the successes that you have today? 
I, I would say it has a lot to do with my success today. And when people actually look at it, we've been coached all our lives. We just don't call them our coaches. Your parents coached you to be able to walk. Your, your, your parents coached you to be able to speak, but we don't see them as coaches. We see them as our parents. We've mm. been coached throughout our lives in school and how to drive and how to play sports. But when it comes to real estate, investing and business, for some reason, people don't think, hey, maybe I need a coach in these aspects. And they go, I'll just do it myself. And then they right. learn things the hard way. So yes, the, the coach is very important. Uh, everybody, every person that's successful that you ever talk to will always attribute their success to somebody behind the scenes that either mentored them, taught them, coached them along the way, or was there to support them every step of the way. They could call them their teachers, their coaches, whatever it is. There's somebody there. And it's been like that for years and generations and generations, all the way back to caveman time. Well, that's very cool. And, and I think that in my personal experiences has been so very, very similar where working with coaches has allowed me to understand how to do things with less mistakes, right? Less challenges, less speed bumps, and therefore to build my portfolio. And if it wasn't for the coaches that are in my life, then I wouldn't have been able to develop a portfolio in Canada, US, as well as the UK, because there's a different strategy, different people, different, different uh, business models that are in each and every one of those countries. And there's a lot of things that bog us down if we don't know the inside secrets or not even the inside secrets, but just the experience alone right? For somebody who's have done it and actually be able to show us the footprint. So I, I really, I, I love what you shared with us today. Uh, it, it's, it's tremendous. Some of the value that you've given us today. So how, for those who are interested in learning more about you and what you're doing, whether it's coaching, whether it's real estate, whether it's going to be writing a book. And I, I think that's, that's a huge part, right? How you're able to help other people in terms of uh, writing their, their first uh, book as well. Can you share with us how they can get a hold of you and how we, you know, how they can get more information about you? Well, I'm on Facebook. It's Fong Chua on Facebook. And then also you can email me at fong.chua at yourarea.ca or you could go to one of my websites, which is meetfongchua.com. Fantastic. So guys, you know, I got a tremendous amount of value looking at how you creatively you know, are structuring deals in real estate and how people can build their portfolio, you know, start and, you know, just starting with that one and how to get your first set of investors to, to, to compound that growth. So, you know, Fong, thank you for very much for being here with us today. Um, it's a pleasure having somebody who's so inspiring and also who's led the way and also are, you know, coaching other people to have more successes in their lives as well. So Fong, thank you very much for being here today. No, thank you very much for having me. It's a lot of fun and it's an honor to be here. And you keep up all, all your great, amazing projects going and you have a great show. So keep up the good work. Thank you. So for those listening, thank you very much for joining us. Remember, property is not get rich quick, but get rich for sure. There's no better time than today to get started to build your wealth for you and your family. So thank you for joining us. And until next time.